I think one of the key ingredients is, you know, first of all, like get your education, but at the same time, you need to take educated action. <laughs> I think Very that good. that's the yeah. biggest step is like, um, not just taking random action because, you know, that can kind of get you into trouble, but make sure that you're understanding what you're getting into. You're asking, you're doing the due diligence and you're taking action because you can always be sitting on the sidelines until you start taking action and just moving forward and then just keep taking those next steps. Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. All right, three full listeners, we have another great guest today, uh, someone I've known for a little, a little while. I haven't caught up with her for a long time, and I know she's done a ton since I last talked to her. So really uh, excited myself uh, to hear all about um, what Eileen Prack has been up to. Uh, she is the co-founder of uh, Bonavest Capital, uh, where she helps people generate passive income through real estate syndications, exactly what we're trying to do. So uh, her and I are very uh, much aligned. She's on path to creating time freedom for a family and two young children believes real estate is the best vehicle that can help her and others achieve this dream. We're very well aligned in that, so uh, very excited there. Uh, so she, uh, Eileen received her MBA from North, uh, Northeastern University, has over 10 years of experience in the aerospace industry uh, as a finance lead on several multi-million dollar projects. She's also host of a five-day-per-week uh, real estate podcast that I had the pleasure of being on. It's called How Did They Do It? Real Estate, um, where she interviews top experts and, and then people like me too. I'm not a top expert, but uh, top ex- experts in the real estate industry with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. So Eileen, uh, short bio there, but welcome. So uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, Lee, it's great to be on your show this time around. So I'm glad that yeah. we're able to catch up. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited too, uh, Eileen. I see you all over the place on, on social media, um, you know, follow what you and uh, your husband Sailor are doing in the business. Um, but yeah, so let's catch up. Before we do that, Let's go all the way back, uh, Eileen, and, and tell us just what were you doing? I guess you're st- still doing it because I know you're still working full time, but what were you doing before real estate? And then what was going on that led you into real estate? What got you what got you into it in the first place? Yeah. So with real estate, you know, we've always we were why we got into it really was looking for ways to create passive income for ourselves and for our families. Um, what we're trying to do is, you know, make sure that we have enough passive income or other streams of income so that in case something happens with our W2 jobs, we're covered from financially. Um, you know, you never know if anything is going to happen with either yeah. one of our, of our jobs, you know, so we wanted to create yep. that security for ourselves. So we were looking into lots of different multiple ways to create passive income, but nothing really stood out and aligned with our interest and um, what we believed in as much as real estate did. Um, So what we did was, you know, we started off with investing in single family because it's all very, um, that's common knowledge, what we're typically used to. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people do it. It's, uh, it's pretty straightforward and it's just what the normal thing is typically to get into is the single family side of things. And as we were you know, networking and really building up our um, knowledge around it and everything like that, we started hearing some people talk about real real estate syndications. And when we heard about that, um, we were kind of blown away or we were kind of curious, like, well, what is this model? Because not a lot of people really hear about it. We don't really know about it that much. Um, So we started listening to more podcasts, trying to educate ourselves about it. 
And really that's how we kind of got started in real estate syndications. Um, it really aligned with how we were trying to um, build up our financial uh, portfolio for ourselves. Um, it aligned with, you know, the networking, the meeting people aspect of it. Um, the scalability was there. Um, you're able to purchase and be part of investing in, you know, large multifamily apartments that, you know, you typically wouldn't be able to be a part of. And it just really aligned with what we were trying to accomplish financially. And um, so how we kind of got started with that was, you know, we started investing in uh, multifamily syndication passively first as a limited sure. partner. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I love the progression. I mean, I think it's, uh, it, it, like you said, it, it's pretty, I'd say it's a pretty common progression. I think it's a good way to get into it. I think a lot of people, yeah, would start with single family because it makes sense. It's something they can wrap their minds around. Real quick, uh, Eileen, if you don't mind, go back just a little bit. What were maybe just a couple of the things that led you guys to say real estate aligns with what we're looking to do better than others? You, it sounds like you you and Sayla did a, you know, kind of a, a deep dive and looked at some different options. You got stocks, bonds, you know, mutual funds, all you know, different things, um, maybe other, you know, alternative assets, but you guys settled on real estate. Maybe just a couple reasons why. Yeah. So with real estate, what we really, really loved about it is the fact that you're tied to it's a it's an it's a tangible asset that you're tied to something that you can see, you can touch. And what we also liked about like, especially the multifamily syndication is that you're able to, you have the control over how you operate the, the business, right? Um, you can yeah. increase and improve rents. You can do a value add, you know, you can, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can improve the bottom line and um, make a profit that way with stocks and bonds. And um, on that side of things, you know, I think it's, good for some people who are interested in that side, but for us, it didn't really align with our personality only because we didn't have as much, I guess, um, tangibility with it. We didn't have yeah. the control. It's very no control. up to the market yeah. volatility. And so, um, for us, you know, we, we do have our normal typical 401ks and all that stuff, but it's not something that we really focus in because we don't have that, like, um, you're not able to control the outcomes of what's happening with stocks and bonds, like you are with yep. real estate. Yep. Yeah. And because you already had money in a 401k, as so many people do, this is a way to diversify as well. Good, good. So that, that makes a lot of sense. So you get into real estate. Yeah. Start with single family. It makes sense to a lot of people. Most people own a home and for them to go, okay, what's owning two homes? Let me try owning two homes, having one as a rental, one as a personal residence. Right. So kind of an easy. So I, I love that path. And that's kind of how, you know, my wife and I, we started with a flip. Uh, so kind of same thing. And I just, I love the idea. I mean, you and I, Eileen are, are you know, in agreement that, that multifamily is the way to go. And we'll get into that. But at the same time, I, I would encourage people just to get started. So if all you can wrap your mind around is a single family, like you and I, when we first start, great. I mean, because to me, it's just so important just to get started. So the quicker, the better, get started. If it's single family, great. So you went that route. Let's think of that a little bit. What did that look like? Was it turnkey? Were you like passive in that as well? Or are you buying and doing stuff yourself? What did the single family look like? Yeah. So what we did was we did turnkey. So we got a couple okay. of turnkey properties um, yep. and then we invested outside of outside of state. We're from California. So we looked for um, properties in the Midwest and, um, you know, hired a property manager to help with the management of it. So it was not completely passive because you still had to manage a property manager. You still yep. had to interact with them, you know, and um, do some of the active side of things. Okay. Um, yeah. And the turnkey, just real quick, just Basically, the, the property doesn't need rehab. It's already it, it's already been rehabbed. There's a, there's a resident there already, correctly, or the property management puts them in for you. Yeah. Okay. So yep. so more passive, but yeah. To your point, absolutely, Eileen. I mean, as long as you're on the active or on the GP side, 
it's it's not passive. It, it's going to be active and certainly similar. So did you get a couple of those before you decided to go multifamily? What did that? Yeah, we got a couple of them. We got a couple of them. And then what we also did was we ended up because at that time we were getting really started with um, real estate investing. We had also, I was also pregnant with my first son. And Mm -hmm. so um, what we did was we rented out our, our single family, our single family, our primary residence essentially. And so we rented that out as well too, to get some additional income. And just lived on the street or... (laughs) (laughs) No, No, we ended up moving in with uh, my parents who so graciously were able to help us because it was a lot of work having that first kid. And so having that additional support from family was such a big blessing for us. Oh my goodness. We know, we know people that, that uh, neither mom or dad's parents live in town. I don't know how they do it. I mean, how, I mean, my goodness. So yeah, that's awesome for you guys. Yeah, it's so good to get help. It helps your marriage a lot, I think. And my goodness, if <laughs> mentally, you guys are to business, yes. Oh yep. my goodness, that's awesome. So okay, so you get a couple of single families. How, just real quick, like how was that doing? Like, were you making some cash flow, but you're realizing this isn't going to get us to where we want? Like, we have two, and here's our cash flow, so we would need like twenty five more. Like, so I just know some people kind of get to that point. What What was it for you that started pushing you toward multifamily? Yeah, so luckily it was kind of like for us, we were still in the beginning stages, so we didn't acquire too many at that point yet, but we were doing the calculations, like, just like you said, we were looking at the calculations and looking at the cash flow and trying to figure out, you know, how much, how many single family residences would we need to purchase in order to meet our financial goals? Um, and, uh, and how many would we have to purchase? So we did the calculations and it was quite a number. And so between me and my husband, you know, at at some point you're going to run out of money and you're not going to be able to purchase like as many, you know? And so, um, in the early stages on, we had found out about multifamily syndications. And so before we got too deep into uh, single families, we made that pivot into real or into the syndications. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. I mean, you said, you know, you, luckily you only had a few and, and I, I feel the same way. Like I, I flipped one house and realized it was a job and I should get into actual investing, like buying and holding and renting and stuff like that. So jumped into a duplex and then my third one was a 16 unit. Um, but I credit like, like, like you did, Eileen, like, just the education because I was constantly educating myself. Um, and I actually you know, had the chance to, uh, to be interviewed by Michael Blanc on his podcast. And, and he was one of them. Cause he, he says like, you know, it took him, I, he, I think he usually says a few dozen flips to realize it was a job. And because I'm listening to him say that, you know, then I do one and I'm like, yep, you're right. Like it, this is not investing. This is, but it, you know, luckily that education. So good, good for you. And, and say, I know you guys have just been uh, very good about educating yourself and, and, and getting out, putting yourselves out there. And, and, uh, I know having a podcast actually helps with that a lot too. So, I mean, you guys are doing it every day. I'm sure you're still learning so much. Um, okay. So you're, you're realizing you want to get into multifamily and, and then you jump in passively. Tell me a little bit about that decision and how that went. Yeah. So, you know, the whole model of multifamily syndications was very new to us. And so it goes back to getting educated and try to find out as much as we can about syndications, how the model works. Um, is it, you know, something that might be a little bit too good to be true? Like what's involved in it? Um, how are we going to trust the people that we're investing with? Are they going to run away with our money? You know, yep, all these yep. things are running through our heads. And so, you know, we were listening to a bunch of podcasts, the same thing like yours, um, you know, getting as much education as we can through podcasts, through books, having conversations with as many people as we can, trying to just understand and get a grasp of what this model looks like. Yeah, um, yeah. And so we had a lot of different conversations, um, got recommendations from for a couple of the different syndicators 
investigators out there who had really great reputations and, you know, really had, um, uh, did our due diligence on the sponsors and really yes. try to understand and make sure that they were aligned with what our goals were at the same time that um, their personality and how what they're trying to do, their goals and their objectives, and their just overall like outlook on life is very similar to ours as well. So that we're not in conflict because when you get into multifamily syndication, it's in a sense, you know, you're going to be stuck together for several years. So you want to make yep. sure that somebody is going to have that um, they're going to be really good students words of your capital. So you're wanting to do that really, really deep dive into who you're investing with. And so when we figured that person out, you know, the, the group out, we decided to, you know, the best way to learn about this is to take action because we can study about it. We can talk about all we want, but we're always going to be on the sidelines if you never jump in. So we're like, okay, let's just test it out. <laughs> so yeah. we invested in one and, um, you know, waited for a little bit, a couple months and just try to see, um, you know, are they going to be say, are, did they do what they said they were going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, are we getting the returns that we're expecting? How are they operating it? You know, like what does this look like? And when we, got that more warm and fuzzy feeling that, okay, this does seem like a model that really works. Let's get into a couple more. Let's learn some more and see how it goes from there. Yeah. Really good stuff there. I mean, and you know, I think it's fairly common for uh, people that are syndicating apartments themselves, like, like you and Sayla are to start passively. It's a great way to do it. Cause you're exactly right. I mean, you, you want to get into it, but my goodness, it, it's, it's a lot to, to do something like that. So why not, invest and, and, and learn while you're investing. But a great thing for, for you, I, I'm sure this is such a benefit for you and I, I don't have this benefit, but now you, you totally know what it's like to be on the LP side. So when you're bringing on investors for your deals now, you, you totally get it. You, you know what, you know what it's like, you know what they need to look for. So um, you know what you need to be for them. And really what I got from what you said, Eileen, um, is, is two things. One um, is that they, they have like the same goals, the same vision, the same ideas. I mean, if, you know, if you want to invest for cash flow and you're kind of looking for more stability, so you want to, you know, you're thinking, Hey, I'd like to be partner with somebody that's going to buy an apartment building that's already pretty well established, you know, 90, 95% occupancy, you know, maybe a light value add, but not, we're not trying to hit a home run. We're trying to get in, it's stabilized and we're going to, you know, it's value add. So there's, there's some upside, but we're going to have good cash flow versus somebody, I mean, developing is hey, we're starting at zero. We're having no returns for a couple of years, but then we could hit a home run and you guys can make, you know, way more than the guy over here. You want to make sure you're aligned. I, th- I think that's really good that they have that strategy, but then, you know, it really all comes down to their character and are they going to do what they say they're going to do? And like you said, you know, once you start investing with them, you get to see that, but before you've ever invested with someone, you don't. And so how can you really know? I, I think the only thing is what you said there is referrals. I mean, I think that's the only way you can know about anybody before you work with them. Right. So I, I think that's so important. So did, did that go pretty well? The, these passive investments, you did some good uh, due diligence on them. You know, you, you vetted your sponsor, you got some referrals. These, these turn out pretty well for you. Yeah, they actually are. Uh-huh. And, and so they've been really performing. And so even during COVID and everything like that. Yeah. And so it just stresses the importance of doing your due diligence up front and yep. not being afraid to pass on deals as they come your way and just sure, making sure that yeah. you're getting into the right deal. And that's another reason why we really like the multifamily syndication model is because you're able to talk to the sponsor. Whereas yes. like when you're investing in the sp- in the stocks, you're not able to call up the CEO and ask them like, Hey, what's the business plan? You know, but with yeah. syndications, you're able to talk to the people who are directly impacting your investment. Yep. No, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you talked about it earlier, just 
you know, when you and Sailor were, were sitting down deciding, you know, hey, we want to create passive income. We want to have better financial security for our family. What if something would happen? We, we want some control. Yeah, you, you just, you don't get that um, over the, over the uh, other than you can pick which stocks. But yeah, beyond that, you have no idea what their business plan is or, you know, what, what they're going to do, what with uh, the syndications you really do. So let's transition a little bit then because, you know, your, your plan was always to get it on the active side and start finding your own apartment buildings and putting your own deals together. So what was that transition like? And, and maybe tell us a little bit about your first deal. Yeah. So that one was kind of like, as we were having more and more conversations and learning more about syndications and really getting our education, um, we started, you know, talking to other people and starting to realize like from the active side of things, we actually really like it. It's very, um, it became more of like a passion for us, something that we're really interested in doing. And so we're like, okay. And especially during COVID when that hit, um, you know, everybody was working from home. And so, you know, the two of us, because we were working from home and we usually have such a long commute, we were able to save so much time from just by being at home um, and save so much time. And we were able to use that extra time that we had to focus on, on syndications and really like putting our, our mind to it and like to really understand it. So we got coaching, we also, you know, started our own podcast during it. Um, yep. And then through that, you know, we started increasing our, um, our, our education base and just got more and more deep into it. And which is why we decided to get into the more active space of things. Um, and we actually, you know, we met some of our partners and we met a lot of our connections through our podcast. So yeah. we built up a lot of strong relationships that way. And oh, yeah. it's just having those conversations with people and trying to figure out, you know, where's the best place that we can add value value to other people mm-hmm. and how can we how can we help them out um and so that we can you know because that they say especially with real estate it's a team sport so yep. you know we're not able to do everything on our own but you know we can be part of a team we can you know provide where we're strong in and provide our our strengths to other people who you know who also have a strength and we can all do it all together yeah absolutely no it's definitely a team sport and i i love that about um, you know, the multifamily space. I mean, I always say it's, it's a much bigger pie so you can split it up more and, and, you know, each person, each partner still gets a pretty big chunk. I mean, you got a single family home. It's a really small pie. I mean, even splitting that up with a property manager kind of hurts, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that when they go that route, they, they manage it themselves because it's, it's a small pie. So to even give eight, 10, 12% to a property manager is, is, you know, kind of really cuts down on your cash flow. So what was that? How did you guys fit in? How did you kind of yeah, fit into your first uh, syndication that you've partnered on. Yeah. So what people actually don't realize is with this, with the syndication, it's a business and there's a lot of ins and out that goes to it. It's not, it's not like an easy path to take either. Right. There's so much that goes into it. And there's a lot of work that goes up front to managing it, you know, to the disposition at the end, throughout the whole entire process. There's so much work that goes into it. So then when we're able to work with other people in this space, you know, and leverage off of their experience and leverage off of their, um, you know, their expertise and everything like that, it makes it so much so much more valuable when you're able to work together as a team. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what we found um, was that we like to do was, um, you know, we do have the podcast, so we're able to, you know, um, build out our network base there. So we had a lot of connections that we can tap into. We can bring in some connections to the different deals that we had in terms of um, helping to fill some missing gaps as well. If they needed other team members, you know, we had a bigger, uh, we had big uh, network base. And then also another one was, you know, we really wanted to understand the, um, 
uh, underwriting side of things. So the acquisitions um, piece of things. So Sela, you know, he really focused on underwriting and acquisitions, yeah. building out the relationships. So that's, um, that's one of our strengths that we were able to bring is like, Hey, you know, we can bring in um, underwriting if you need help with it and stuff like that. We can take a look at the deals that are coming in. So yeah. um, he looks at all the deals now um, for another group that we're working with. Oh, and then great. also helping to raise capital as well for yeah. people who are interested to work with us. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are great things. I mean, two, two of the biggest things, you know, there, there's there's always people selling. There, there's always deals out there. Um, brokers always have them. But uh, man, you got to go through a lot, especially today and in, in a hot seller's market to find a good one. And, and it comes all comes down to underwriting for anybody that, that maybe doesn't quite understand that. Um, Eileen, I'll let you, you explain it on top of me, but basically like you, you mentioned, Eileen, it's like a business and it's just, it's looking at the, the income and the expenses of the business and determining what kind of profit can we, can we get from this business? And then what are we going to pay for, for that profit? And there's, there's so many, it's so much more complicated that there's so many different things that go into the income, so many different things that go into the expenses. And if you get those wrong, then your profit's wrong and, and then your valuation's wrong. So you paid too much for the property um, or you you aren't going to offer enough and you're not going to come close to getting it. I mean, you have to be very competitive as well. So you have to see exactly how much, like how high can we go? Because if you don't get up there, then you, you have no chance of the property. But if you go too high, you're, yeah, you're going to win the property and you're going to wish you hadn't that price. So very important on the underwriting. So you guys have gotten in on a couple, Eileen, and, and uh, a couple syndications, in different areas across the country. How are those going? Yeah, they're pretty good so far. So the couple the couple of deals that we did have been in the Las Vegas markets, but we're okay, also great. looking in other markets as well. Um, and then we also uh, did a joint venture on a self-storage um, portfolio too. So oh, that's man. been really exciting. <laughs> well, hey, let's transition a little bit. Uh, I know you guys have, have two kids. I know family is important to you. Um, what does this journey look like uh, from that side of things? How have you managed working full-time, you know, uh, but being a, also being a full-time mom to two kids? I know that's a full-time job. So there's full, two full-time jobs already. And you're doing the real estate thing on the side. So what, two, two and a half jobs there there you're doing. And I know uh, Sayla, you know, same, same thing for him. How have you guys balanced that? How's that going? Yeah. So it's been a lot of work, but at the same time, it's been really rewarding for the people that we've been meeting and what we've been gaining from not only from the real estate side, but also from a personal growth development side. I feel like, you know, since we started really focusing on real estate, you know, we've, we've grown so much, we've learned so much, um, and we've just developed so much like over time. And so, um, with taking on real estate at the same time and with the kids, we really have to be particular about where we're spending our time um, because, you know, you don't want to miss out on the opportunities with your kids also, because we always have to keep remembering, you know, like, why are we doing this? Because we want to spend more time with our kids. We want to, yeah. you know, make enough time so that we, we can focus on them. We're not missing out on the times with them. And so while we're building up the business, while we're focusing on real estate, you know, sometimes it's so easy to kind of get lost in all and everything that's going on. So we're really particular about like, um, you know, waking up early after the kids go to bed, spending that time to focus on our focus on the real estate side of things, you know, wherever we can, we have to be very diligent about how we spend our time or where we spend our time. Um, yeah. because there's only so much, so much time that we have in a day. And so we're just, you know, we just have to prioritize and then make sure that we're trying to balance everything out. And sometimes it's not always balanced, but we try to do the best we can. 
yeah, the way you're, you're trying to protect that time and getting up early and, and staying up late, I, I think that's, you know, that's what it takes oftentimes. They call it a side hustle because you're really hustling, you know, and a lot of them hustling means, yeah, staying up late or waking up early. And right now, you know, if you're not doing anything, if you're not creating like the passive income on the side, you don't really have a choice. You have to stay in your W2, right? Yeah. You have to keep working. Um, but then at the same time, if you're creating these side hustles or if you're, you're putting the time and effort to building something else, you're going to be able to eventually have that option at the end on whether or not one of us decides to um, go full time into real estate or both of us. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're still working towards that. But the eventual goal is to have that choice at the end. Yeah. Yep. No. And that's what I always tell people. I mean, even even people that invest passively, it, it still can give you just a little bit of extra freedom. I mean, I tell people like my my kind of thought process is someone that comes in, you know, into a deal with you, Eileen, as a, as a passive investor. And let's say they just make an extra five, ten thousand dollars a year. You know, maybe they get in on a couple or whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, if you can get a ten percent return on on hundred thousand, you're making ten thousand dollars a year. Maybe that means that you know a, a family that was thinking hey, we're just, we're going to be too stretched to take a nice vacation or send the kids to private school. So we've got to work more. You know, you've got to go after that present that or that promotion so you can make another 10 grand a year, which means you're going to work more and, and have more time away from the kids, but at least we can send them to private school. Well, if you can save up some money, you can invest passively in one of your deals, Eileen, or, or you know, one of ours, then, then you don't have to do that. You don't have to take that promotion and work more, you know, have more responsibility, be away from your kids more. You can make your money work for you, and now you can send your kids to private school. So even that little level of freedom, you know, is, is kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think it goes back to that mindset shift. Also, you know, like what you had just mentioned is um, wanting to have your money work for you versus you having to work for your money. So once we kind of changed our mindset shift on that side and wanting to, you know, make sure that our money is working hard for us, because in the past, you know, we were just saving money, putting it in the savings, and it's not really doing anything for us no, there. Nothing. And so when we are, when we decided to invest in it, you know, like you're able to get, you know, above average returns into stable asset classes, you know, your, your returns are much higher than if you're just sitting there making not like what, like point zero one percent or something yeah, like that. <laughs> something it's very bad. low, you know, um, <laughs> it doesn't even outpace um, inflation. No. And so uh, when you have that little mindset shift, you know, you're you're realizing that your money is able to work for you as well. Yep. Yep. No, no, it's absolutely. I mean, for me, that's that's a lot of people, you know, reading rich dad, poor dad. And, you know, that that whole mindset shift of there, there's a whole different way to think about this. And for the most part, most of us never that never crosses our minds because it's just so uncommon. That's not how, you know, we're raised. It's not how we're taught in school. Everything is, is about, yeah, just working hard at a job, uh, saving more, you know, spending less than you make so that you can save some and yeah, you just put it in the stock market or, you know, put it in savings account and, and just keep doing that until you're 65 and then you can draw on employment right? or draw uh, Medicare and, and social security and all that. I any kind of uh, hacks, uh, Eileen, that you, you and Selah, you know, put in as far as just being intentional and keeping some time for the family? Yeah, I think what we do also, um, I, I, I don't know if it'd be a, well, one of them, I guess one of the hacks that we do is um, we put everything on the calendar. So I think that helps yeah. us to be really organized. And one of the yep. things that I found to be really helpful also is time blocking. Um, so instead of having just like regular tasks on the calendar, we'll just put a block out of time there and then we'll just, you know, 
if he needs to focus or if I need to focus, one of us will have, we'll tag team with the kids. Like if he needs to focus, um, then I'll take the kids and then I'll just focus on them and then spend our time there. And then he can just focus, you know, for a certain period of time. Um, and then we'll switch back and forth that way. Um, so that has been really helpful for us. And then using the calendar to put all of our, um, events on there, um, putting our, uh, meeting notices and everything like that, keeping it all in one place, um, appointments, uh, that has been, that's been a, really, really helpful with keeping everything organized. Yeah. I, I want to be, uh, you know, respectful of your time, Eileen. I know you're very, um, busy. You've given us so much already. Um, I, I just have a couple of questions here at the end to wrap things up. I always like to get a good, um, a book recommendation, uh, with real estate related. Do you, do you have anything? Yeah, I love from a passive investor side, um, I love the hands-off uh, passive investor by Brian Burke. Um, okay. That book, he just released it last year. Um, and yep. it goes into a lot of great details uh, for the passive investor about, you know, what to look for when you're looking, when you're going to passive, uh, passive um, investment in a syndication. And yep. it goes into great details about like the numbers, the formulas, what you should be looking out for. Um, so it gives a lot of, a lot of great resources um, and details in that book. Yeah, that's really good. Kind of as a summary, what would you say is the key ingredient for someone that wants to be um, an investor in multifamily? I think one of the key ingredients is, you know, first of all, like get your education, but at the same time, you need to take educated action. <laughs> I think Very that good. that's the yeah. biggest step is like, um, not just taking random action because, you know, that can kind of get you into trouble, but make sure that you're understanding what you're getting into. You're asking, you're doing the due diligence and you're taking action because you can always be sitting on the sidelines until you start taking action and just moving forward and then just keep taking those next steps. No, it's really good. Hey, before I let you go, um, I'll put all this in the show notes and I have some links already, but where, where should people, um, where should people find out more about you guys and what you guys are doing out there? Sure. Yeah. So they can go visit our website. Um, if they want, they can download this free pass investor checklist that we have out there. That's so, great. um, it just gives them a list of things to look out for when they're looking for, uh, or they're doing an analysis on a potential investment opportunity. Um, and they can just download there on www.bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Um, yeah. and you can also reach out via email. It's Eileen, A-I-L-E-N at bonavestcapital.com. Um, and they all can also check out Check us out on our podcast too. The yes. how did they do it? How did they do it? Real estate.com. Yeah, I love the podcast. Yeah, we'll put links to all that, Eileen. Yeah, we'll, def- we'll definitely put links to that. You guys are putting out great stuff. So I, I definitely want to send people your way. Um, well, hey, la- very last thing before I let you go, um, I always like to ask, how, how might my listeners and I be praying for you in the coming weeks? Maybe you and you and Sayla, your family, your, your real estate endeavors, whatever. How might we be praying for you? Um, I think. It's just to make sure that we always we continue to focus on what's the most important in life and not get caught up in, you know, all the different tasks that we have to do and not get overwhelmed because especially when you're, you know, looking at deals, you're trying to focus on family, you're trying to focus on your W2, things can be kind of overwhelming sometimes. And, you know, there might be life things that's are that's going on as well. Um things that are unpredictable. Um, but at the same time, if you guys can just help focus or help pray for us that we continue focusing on what's important so we can always, yeah. you know, maintain our same path. I love it. Yeah. I need, I need those prayers as well. But yeah. <laughs> we'll be happy to happy to pray for that uh, alongside you. I mean, that's awesome. 
Thank you so much, Lee. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, this has been a great episode. I, I love the path. I think it's, um, you know, I, I think it's applicable to, to anybody, um, you know, to, to follow alongside, you know, starting uh, with, with a single family, getting educated, starting with a single family, moving into to multifamily, seeing the benefit of that, but starting passively. Uh, you gave us some really good stuff about how to uh, vet uh, a syndicator, to vet a sponsor, to make sure, you know, you're, you're entrusting your money to to someone that's going to do well with it, be a good steward uh, in that in that apartment syndication. Uh, and then I love, yeah, how you guys, you know, found that as, hey, this is a passion. We really like this. Let's do it full time. And and how you guys are now doing that, uh, but also, you know, maintaining your priorities, spending time with the kids, and, and using time blocking and and being intentional. Because um, you guys have done so much. I mean, it's incredible what you guys have done while having a full time job. But I can tell, you know, kids are still important. And um, yeah, we'd be happy to to pray for that because I know, you know, when you when you're a hard worker, when you're ambitious as, as you guys are, you can get caught up in it. But you just have to kind of keep reminding yourself, kind of keep bringing yourself back. So it's always a good prayer to to say, you know, God, please remind me what is most important because you can get carried away. And and gosh, the kids grow up so fast. So they do. It, it's great to, yeah, you, we know that very well. So anyway, Eileen, uh, thanks so much. Uh, look forward to, to continue to follow you guys and continue to stay in touch. Take care. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lee. Uh-huh. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.